Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of the podcast. Proud member of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Check it out on the internet at podbelly.com. This episode I have Jacob from Art and Jacob Do America on to tell me about demons and some uh, some crazy stuff. So, so hopefully you enjoy it. So tell me about the demon house. Oh, okay. So let's jump right into that. <laughs> so um, about 1991, I'm going to set up the scenario here. Um, my mom, she, you know, she's a single mother and she finally had, you know, saved up enough money um, to buy a house. So um, we basically moved down the street, like literally like the, the street separating, you know, our old house from our new house was basically just like just one actual city street. <laughs> So it was just up the street and to the left, and that was where our new house was at. And to kind of give you like a, a picture, if you will, um, it was it was also right across the street from a cemetery. So, oh wow, um, pretty, not like one of those like creepy, like stereotypical, like you know, seventeen hundred headstone cemeteries. <laughs> it was pretty modern, like nineteen fifties, you know, cemetery. Um, so it's nothing too creepy. It actually just looked like you know, like a, a very pleasant park or what or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, a lot of creepy stuff would happen there, like around Halloween time. Like you would always see like the little occults, you know, um, break in and jump the fence and do their little, you know, candle rituals and whatnot. Um, uh, and just so happens that the, the house that my mom bought, um, used to be inhabited by, um, some devil worshipers. Oh, wow. And we know this because, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I was like, Mom, but yeah, out of all houses you could have <laughs> bought, like, why would you buy that house? And yeah. my mom's, like, super, like, conservative Christian and whatnot. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> she goes, well, I just wanted to keep you in the same school district so you didn't have to change friends. Because I was six years old at the time, and I guess she had, you know, childhood scars and whatnot from, you know, her childhood and moving around. And so she was just ardent about that. Like, I was just concerned that you and Lewis <laughs> wouldn't be friends anymore, and I just wanted to make sure everything was good on that end and i was like all right whatever so um the neighbors would say like yeah you know just nightly you know they would you know sleep all day and be up all night and um listening to the cure (laughs) i don't know um but um yeah they you know they would say like you know half the time the electricity wouldn't even be turned on you know because they would fail to pay the bill uh the grass was like six feet high and dead and um they would just see like you know them walking around with candles and when we first moved in, um, we, it took us like a month to actually move in because we had to, you know, cut the six foot tall grass and we would find like, you know, bloody knives, syringes oh, wow. and, uh, you know, like hacksaws and stuff. And I remember the tree out in the front and it's still there to this day. We couldn't get it unless we chopped the, you know, half the tree off. There was actually um, a chain noose hanging from the tree. Oh, my God. Um, that we found and it, it had grown the branches had grown into it so um it's like permanent it's like a permanent fixture so <laughs> you come up to my mom's house now there's a freaking chain link noose there so i gotta get some bolt cutters or something to get that That's off messed but up. yeah and then there was also a shed in the backyard as well and we couldn't get into it for a while because it was like you know quadruple padlocked and you know obviously we didn't have the key but you know, when my dad would come and visit, you know, he basically just kicked the door in. And it was the most, dep- I'm an animal lover, and it was like one of the most depressing things like I, to this day I've ever seen. Um, you saw just like these just like rows of uh, um, 
animal cages and you would see Aww. like the skeletal remains of you know little rabbits and uh, i want to say little puppies maybe even too but there was mm-hmm. just blood yeah dried up blood everywhere and it was just really rank and just it just really depressing uh, we ended up you know taking it down anyways because we'll makeshift plywood shed but yeah it was just a lot of that stuff and you know we had to bomb for cockroaches and vermin and whatnot <laughs> um and also too we had to uh, shampoo the carpet like six or seven times, and it was just pure black. And as it turns out, the carpet used to actually be white, but oh you know, when we walked in, it was like just black. And so when we finally got it to be like around a nice grayish cream color, <laughs> in the middle of the living room, there was a candle imprint, basically. You know, you could tell they had set candles around and it was a candle imprint of a pentagram. Oh, wow. In the middle of the living room. Humongous. Um, something straight out of, like, Sabrina on Netflix. <laughs> and um, we were like, wow, this 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 is this is super creepy. You know, and then we'd clean up and, you know, go back to our old house down the street. So the time comes, you know, moving day. And we actually get to go into our new home. And everything looks like basically something out of, you know, HDTV. Like, you know. <laughs> Before, it looked like this, you know, uh, Michael Myers' old house. And now yeah. it looks somewhat presentable, somewhat <laughs> livable, if you will. And so, you know, we move in, and this is where <laughs> the chaos really starts. So we move in. It's an all-day process. Anybody that's ever moved in, you know, to a home, it's, you know, it's not something that just happens within an hour. So yeah. we start early in the morning, and about dawnish you know everybody leaves you know they pick up their pizza boxes and their beer and they go home and whatnot and it's at this time it's just me and my mom there so um my mom's like hey i'm gonna go you know talk to the neighbors introduce myself like hey go take a bath you know because you know i don't you know i got school in the morning so she was like you know i want need you to get ready for school type a mom personality (laughs) so i'm taking a bath and my mom's you know talking to the neighbor across the street and the screen door is open, and it's probably about, like, a good 200 yards from where I'm at, you know, getting ready to get into mm-hmm. the tub, and from where my mom's at. Now, I have no idea where this voice came from, but I just hear this voice say, Jacob, come here. And it's just me and my mom in the house. Like, everybody <laughs> had gone away, and I'm, like, you know, everything's mm-hmm. empty in the yeah. home as well, so it's very echoey. And, you know, there's nobody there at all. And my, the, the closest person is my mom and the neighbor across the street. And I'm like, who who, who, who the hell is that? <laughs> and so I run out into the front lawn, you know, half naked, you know, with a towel around my body. I'm like, mom, somebody's in the house and they're calling my name. And my mom's just like, she's done. She's had it. She's like, Jacob, no. Come on, go back in the house. Quit embarrassing me in front of the new neighbors and whatnot. I'm just, you know, I just need you to take a bath because we're going to eat and go to bed. You know, we got a long day ahead of us tomorrow as well. So I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh, that was just super weird and awkward. And so I just have this chilling feeling in my heart, you know, for the next like hour or so. So we eat dinner um, and, you know, we get I get ready to go to bed. And as I'm going to bed. Um, I just start seeing all these shadows in in, <laughs> in the windows, and I'm like, oh wow, that's that's weird. You know, I'm like 
kind of creeped out and in my mind my little six-year-old mind i'm trying to like reason it out like i'm like okay maybe those are trees maybe they're you know birds or whatnot and or maybe it's just something i i just can't explain you know Mm -hmm. i i I, you know natural not nothing supernatural and so i'm like okay that's super weird and so i get into the sheets and i close no i close the door and i get into the sheets and then about 30 minutes into it me trying to go to sleep the door opens up Jesus. and I'm like thinking like, okay, my mom's going to come in and tell me something or, you know, yell at me mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for embarrassing her earlier. And I just see this tall, dark figure walk <laughs> through the door. Oh my God. And I can't, I, to this day, I can't really explain it, but when I do research on, you know, exorcisms and whatnot, because uh, I also do a podcast and we do topics and we did a topic on exorcism. And when I was researching it, you know, a lot of people have this similar story where, you know, dark silhouettes, you know, will either hover above them. And a lot of people say that's sleep paralysis and or, you know, they're just sitting there, you know, watching a movie and all of a sudden they'll just see a, a dark silhouette yeah. appear. And that's exactly what I saw. So. It wasn't sleep paralysis because I could move because I grabbed the sheets and I, you know, <laughs> just like you see like in <laughs> cartoons, I put it up to my chin and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, and I could feel myself shaking just like, holy crap, like what is this? Is this, is this Jeffrey Dahmer coming to like, you know, take me away? Because that was a big thing at the time. Yep. And I believe that was actually the last thing I saw on TV that night. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. That um, helps you but, sleep. <laughs> yeah. And, um. I, I, it just it walked across, and I don't know if anybody out there watches pro wrestling. I'm a big wrestling nerd, but it reminded me of The Undertaker, like when oh, he would come to the yeah. ring, just very slow, just very gaunt, and I could feel its presence just staring into my soul, like just like <laughs> oh almost God. communicating with me almost in a way, just like, don't move, and I won't hurt you. Don't scream, and I won't <laughs> hurt you. Just like I could like almost like Mars attacks, like where the aliens mm-hmm. just like pump their brains and they talk yeah. to each other. Like it was like almost like that going on, like just stay there. I need to observe you. And I saw it like move across the bedroom and then sit in front of my treasure chest where my toys were at in front of my bed, sit Indian style. And, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. It's watching me. I'm watching it. And it didn't disappear until the morning um, came and you just see, you know, the sun rise out and then just kind of like that at the end of Avengers Endgame, like it just kind of slowly just dissipates <laughs> away. Oh my God. And I'm just sitting there in my bed like, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Even as like an adult, that would be terrifying. Yeah, I'm terrified like reliving <laughs> it. Like I'm just like, I'm about to go throw some holy water Damn. down the hallway right now. But... <laughs> and so... I, I get out of bed or whatever, and um, I go use the restroom, and my mom, she runs in the bathroom, and she's like, Jacob, are you okay? And I'm like, no, actually, I'm not. Like, how did you know? <laughs> like, I was going through some stuff, and she was like, oh, my God, I thought you were in my bedroom last night. Were you throwing tacks and nails at, at my uh, bed last night? And I was like, no, I like, I was fucking plastered to my bed, yeah. like, and I didn't even get to jump into my story. I have my own stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess at the exact same time that I was going through this, my mom was also going through um, some an ordeal as well. So my mom, you know, same thing. You know, she had, you know, set up to go to sleep. And from what she says is that, you know, she 
was getting ready for bed and she kept feeling things pinch her and she's like what the hell like what's going on and so she would look around and be like she thought it was me you know being mischievous or whatnot and she's like okay no okay maybe it's just bugs or something i don't know we fumigated like 16 times in here maybe it's just you know those last two fighters you know coming in and attacking (laughs) me and so my mom had a water bed and this is why she was even more uh freaked out it was like one of those old school 1970s you know pornos Mm -hmm. (laughs) water beds and she could feel like the bed just slosh around and she's like what the hell this is so weird and all of a sudden she said from what she said she would just see like thumbtacks and nails just fly across uh her her ceiling and hit the waterbed and she was like oh my god i can't move or this you know 100 gallon waterbed you know is gonna spill all over the place and ruin my brand new house that i bought and so she was just like same thing she said like i was just not trying to move you know it wasn't sleep paralysis because you know she would have to you know you know, itch her face or, you know, deflect actually mm-hmm. some nails or some thumbtacks that were coming at her. And the whole night she was just going through that. And she said she didn't sleep a wink either. She That's when she got up, you know, when the crack of dawn hit. And when she got up to inspect the side of her bed and, you know, the, you know, the surrounding areas of her waterbed, she said there was no nails and there was no thumbtacks. But she oh, wow. swears on everything that that's what she saw. And so my mom's telling me this story, and I'm telling her my story, and she's like, "Holy crap! Like, well, what the hell did what the hell did I get myself into?" And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, "Well, this is what you get, like, for fucking uh, buying a house that used to be owned by fucking yeah. devil worshippers." Jesus. Yeah. So later on that morning, um, you know, she's getting breakfast ready, and you know, I'm putting on my shoes to get ready to go to school, and all of a sudden, we just hear like this knocking within the walls. Like, just straight up, just, <laughs> well, I don't know if you can hear it on here, but, yeah, like that, within the walls, like this little four-piece, or four-inch piece of uh, drywall, basically, like within the wall, just knocking, just continuously, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And my mom was just like, okay, is it the heater, is it the, the AC coming on, like, what, what the hell is going on? And then it just does it again, just like, as it's like answering us, just... and my mom's like i don't know what the hell is in here but you need to stop right now like and then all of a sudden you just hear it just do it rapidly again just (laughs) and we're like holy crap what the hell is going on either somebody's in this house or like some fucking paranormal shit is about to happen yeah so uh at this time we're going to this church um with some distant relatives of ours and that's all crazy story in itself um <laughs> how we met them they're basically relatives we didn't know were relatives from uh canada and somehow some way we all located ba- to bakersfield you know without communicating that but <laughs> anyways not to go into a side story there so we have these relatives that are attending the same church as us and my mom's friend slash cousin uh actually married the priest of the church and so they just freshly just got married. And so my mom immediately calls, you know, her cousin and is just like, hey, uh, can you get Terry down here? Like Jacob went through some crazy stuff last night. I went through some crazy stuff last night. 
There's a damn pentagram <laughs> on my living room floor. Shit's going There's on. Some, yeah. <laughs> something's knocking in my fucking, uh, you know, hallway um, walls right now. And, like, we're just petrified. We don't even want to be here. And she goes, okay, just one second. Let me get Terry. You know, he's at the church right now. And, you know, I'll talk to him and see what we can do. And so we're thinking that, you know, he's going to come down and he's going to bless the house. Now, any religious listeners out there or even yourself, um, you know, if you come from a pretty religious background, you know, anytime you move in somewhere, you know, a priest or somebody comes down and they bless your house with holy water or whatnot, right? And so that's what we're thinking is going to happen. Like, okay, he's going to come down with a, you know, Costco jug of water and just sprinkle it around the yard or whatnot and everything's going to be <laughs> a-okay, right? Wrong. So he comes down with like an army of priests from the <laughs> church. Like I'm talking like every like anybody that wears a robe or potentially might have a secret relationship with children wow. is like there. And I'm like, what the hell? Who are all these dudes like coming over here? And they're like, hey, everybody get off the property. We're not doing a blessing. We're doing an exorcism <laughs> like right then and there. And I'm like, holy crap. So at this same time, we have like this 200 pound half Rottweiler, half black Labrador retriever. And he is like scared shitless. Like he has been in the kitchen the whole time. <laughs> And he won't budge. Like, he's just plastered within the corner of this house. And so my dad has to come down and pick him up and put him in the back of his truck. And so the priests all go in there one by one, almost as if there's, like, a fire going on. Because as soon as they arrive, I don't know why, what they were seeing that we weren't seeing and we never got that answer. But as soon as they arrived, like, it just looked like they had already seen, you know, the Demogorgon or whatever from uh, Stranger Things. And they're just, like, one by one going into our house, you know, like it's a firefight. And so you just hear like, in the name of Jesus, get out of this house. And, you know, we're on our front lawn, like going, oh my God, there's like a battle going on. <laughs> and then you just hear like these sounds, like just this, like almost like velociraptors, like, Yah! and I'm like, what the hell is in there? Is there like a rabid raccoon? What's, what's going on? And so, you know, they're going around for like, it seems like two hours it is. And, you know, they're touching every corner of this house, you know, from the living room all the way to the backyard to the alley, you know. And they're just, you know, throwing their holy water. They got, they're, they're rocking back and forth these dry ice things. I don't know. It was making smoke. I don't know what the hell it was, but <laughs> doing some kooky stuff. But he comes out and he goes, you know what, sweaty, mind you. And it's like October-ish. And he's just like, you know what? I think we got it, but just in case, you know, hey, you probably want to sleep somewhere else tonight. And my mom, being the genius she is, she goes, nope, uh, we're going to sleep here. <laughs> Everything should be good. And so it actually was a peaceful night, to give my mom credit. It was a peaceful night, you know, had the best sleep that I ever had. And the next day, something else creepy happened. So my mom, she runs a daycare. And every Friday, you know, the parents, you know, would pay her and she would either have to deposit the checks or, you know, put the cash into the account or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as it turns out, the bank is literally down the street from our house. Like you could probably walk there <laughs> from our house. So we take the five minute trip, you know, later on the next day to the bank and come back within five minutes as well. So 10 minutes has elapsed at this time. Now, earlier I was telling you guys about um, this half Rottweiler, half mm -hmm. Black Lab dog that we had. He was 200 pounds. 
he was uncontrollable basically um no we we didn't own a leash for him because he was just too wild like we couldn't handle my mom was like all of like 105 pounds i'm six years old i can't you know tackle him down Mm -hmm. at all so he just lived in the backyard or he would come in the kitchen and sleep like he did his own thing he was the dire wolf of this house basically right (laughs) so he was in the backyard you know as we went to uh, go deposit the money at the bank when we come home from the front yard, we can hear Duke yelping just <laughs> like a puppy. And we're like, what the hell? What the hell's going on? Is something else like, you know, satanic happening yeah. to him? So we go into the kitchen. He's not there. We run out in the backyard and to this humongous tree, we see my 200-pound dog lifted maybe like two or three feet up onto the trunk of this tree and tied up with rope chain and a bunch of leashes oh my god to this tree yeah and i i shit you not i put that on my dead grandmother's grave that is what happened <laughs> and we're thinking in our head like what the who did this yeah like we don't i mean it's not it's not a great neighborhood but it's not a bad neighborhood either so it's not like you know a gang of mobsters came yeah. and jumped the fence and attempted to <laughs> you know in the 10 minutes this you were gone <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, mind you, we didn't own any leashes. You know, the only chain that we had was the little noose that was hanging from our front yard. So we didn't have any of this equipment to be able to have that available to anybody to do this. So either somebody, you know, like Arnold and the whole crew from uh, Gold's Gym came and wrangled this wild ass beast or something satanic came and messed with our dog mm-hmm. Jesus. so yeah so at that point <laughs> my mom calls her cousin again and is just like hey i don't know what's going on <laughs> but this is what happened to duke she goes let me call terry so terry comes down this time by himself and he's like look we need to do another exorcism there is an evil spirit here it's talking to me and it doesn't like our presence here God. like i said my mom is, you know, super religious, you know, her cousin and all of our family, they're super duper religious. And like we were saying, you know, this, this home was inhabited by devil worshipers. And so, you know, Terry came again and, you know, the whole crew of, you know, ghost busting uh, priests came as well. And they did another exorcism, exactly the same <laughs> thing. And so after this, everything was calm for maybe about a week or so. And we're like, cool, you know, hey, maybe we got rid of it. Now we can begin the rest of our lives. Well, as luck would have it, whatever it was, came back. (laughs) My God. Now, it wasn't as crazy as it was before. You know, no dogs were tied to trees. You know, no no tacks were being thrown at my waterbed or my mom's waterbed or whatnot. But weird shit would happen. Um, We would get home and there would be footprints like somebody like like walked through soot and then walked on our ceiling. Oh wow. So I was like, what we would get home and be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and my mom, you know, she's super, you know, paranoid as well. So she would have the the house like super deadlocked. Every window had like six deadlocks <laughs> on it and the door had, you know, um titanium <laughs> plates on it. So it's like no one can really break into this place and do this. So we would get home from grocery shopping or going to Blockbuster video or whatnot, mm-hmm. and there would be footprints on the ceiling. We That's would wash them, up. and then they would reappear Jeez. in the same spot. 
Um, windows would be broken for no apparent reason. Uh, we would get home and, you know, there'd be dead birds on our front porch or the backyard porch. Um, just, just weird, crazy stuff like that. And this happened for, for, for years. And another interesting story is, um, in the mid nineties, I was, uh, very into gangster rap and, um, I, I, it's like, where were you when Kennedy got shot? Yeah. My thing like that was, where were you when Tupac was shot? Yeah. And I remember getting the news on MTV, you know, Tupac Shakur was, uh, no dead and was shot, you know, six times and whatnot. And I remember just crying and just being beside myself and sitting in my room, um, <laughs> it's embarrassing to admit it, but I mean, yeah, it was like, my hero is dead. <laughs> And the I, the creepiest thing happened where, like, the imprint of, of, of a person sat down next to me in my bed. Yeah. And at first I was like, oh, my God, is this the ghost of Tupac coming to cover me? <laughs> but like, then I'm okay. like, holy shit. Like, this is, like the, like, one of the entities that, you know, was, you know, pretty much you know conjuring the house or whatnot right and um all of a sudden the tv just blacked out no explanation for it the tv was you know plugged in the cable was fine in the living room but the cape this the tv just completely blacked out and i'm like holy crap what, what the hell is going on here and so, you know, I tell my mom about this, and she's like, you know what, I'm sick of this shit. You know, dead birds are showing up on our, you know, our porch. Uh, windows are breaking, you know. Like, we're still seeing, like, you know, random, you know, silhouettes or figures, yeah. like, you know, watching us. You know, they'll um, pull themselves back and whatnot. And we're like, you know what, we need to do something else. You know, obviously, these exorcisms aren't really doing anything. It's just agitating them. And so, after that, my mom, you know, just got, she got super, even super more religious and she would leave on um, – you're from Canada, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you guys have this channel up there, but it's called TBN. Um, it's like all the – oh, it's like the Vision one, the Vision Network or something. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. where it's just like – it's just, you know, church basically. It's like <laughs> yeah. church TV, right? So she would leave that on 24-7. <laughs> she would leave um, the Christian radio on. 24 7 so at this point like i'm not inviting friends over to yeah. my house i'm like this is super embarrassing try listening to rap in your room with the christian radio on in the other room. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but when she started doing this like slowly but surely the presences like the evil presences mm-hmm. started you know to dissipate you know they would quote unquote fight back and you know there'd be scratches you know yeah. on our mirrors and stuff like that which is also weird as well, but slowly but surely, you know, as the years progressed, you know, you just started to see the house, you know, basically transform, like, you know, those old school cartoons where it's like, it goes from creepy Dracula's castle. Now all (laughs) of a sudden they got like a, a super, a super good, uh, gardener. And all of a sudden there's like flowers growing out of the chimney and whatnot. So it started to basically turn into that. So when you go over to my mom's house now, it basically looks like St. Peter's Basilica now. It's like <laughs> it's like almost like a church. And wow. even all my friends now to this day, they call call my mom's house, you know, um, Pastor Pam's pad. And so it's 
it's it's pretty much transformed from there, but it was a freaking battle. So Jeez. basically from like 91 all the way up to maybe like 99, 2000, it was like a nine-year battle with basically a satanically possessed <laughs> home. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's some crazy <laughs> shit for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, um, you know, again, like... Th- that was like the you know overarching story of it, but just weird stuff would happen. You know, random you know cuts on our arms and just everything that you would see like on Ghost Hunters or you know <laughs> any of those like History Channel shows. Yeah. And that shit's real. And a lo- and one of my co-hosts, um, as I was telling you earlier, he he hates it when I retell the story because <laughs> he's heard it so many times. But whenever you know. I see, like, these documentaries on, you know, people who, you know, had to deal with, you know, haunted houses or possession and whatnot. The stories are all the same. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me believe. Now, I kind of have a – I question, you know, religion a lot. But there, for me personally, I always think, like, wow, something evil has to be out there because I've lived through this. Yeah. And other people have lived through this. And we have the same exact story. I'm wondering if, like, the people that lived there before you guys moved in, like, if they were doing rituals or something that they actually, like, brought something to the house and then just, like, pieced out, sort of. <laughs> or, like, nope, we're done. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I, we never really got the story of why they, you know, put the house up for sale or, you know, what, what happened to those people. I don't think <laughs> we really wanted <laughs> yeah. to know. Yeah. But yeah, it was, that's something that I do, you know, you know, late at night, like I fall into these rabbit holes and I research. Um, it's possible that, you know, the area was already like, I, I'm sure you've heard of like, you know, portals to hell. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, there's just naturally occurring, you know, paranormal activity in places. Um, that's what my co-host thinks like, hey, maybe there's just like some kind of portal, you know, like stranger things mm-hmm. thing. Um around that area you know they built a cemetery right there you know for some reason you know there's a random ass church you know down the street as well like it doesn't really make sense you know and that's a that's a common practice you know here in the southwest united states where it's just like you'll just see a random church somewhere where something evil has happened or there's believed to be like you know you know bad juju happening there and so that's what my co-host thinks and then what I personally think is um, kind of similar to what you were saying. It's just like, yeah, you know, evil feeds off vibrations um, from the research I've done. You know, if you if you dwell in a lot of, um, you know, negativity or, you know, something very tragic or, you know, bad has happened in a certain area, that's where, you know, negative or evil um, – energy basically attracts itself to because that's what it feeds off of and the counteraction of it is you know to bring you know positive um energy to that Mm -hmm. place because it basically starves that energy uh, away and i i I listened to a podcast um by pro wrestler (laughs) no pro wrestling came up like twice but um (laughs) chris jericho he has a podcast and he recently had a a woman on there that does not that one yeah, you did cool. <laughs> the exorcist one, yeah. Yeah, and she basically does like non-religious um, exorcisms, yeah. and I found that fascinating because it reinforced um, what I had already known. And but that, yeah, you know, there's there's 
going to be evil vibrations or negative vibrations, mm-hmm. and they're going to feed off of, you know, tragic events, you know, whether it be a murder or a sexual abuse or trauma or something like yeah. that. And then it's going to attract other evil um, vibrations and energies as well. But the only way to counteract that and starve it away is to bring in good energy, you know, whether you believe in Jesus or, you know, Allah or, you know, shit, Tupac. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's what's going to uh, counteract that. So I think, too, it could have been like if there was people that were into that and trying to bring something there that like mm-hmm. they just did actually like bring something there like cause oh they yeah were doing rituals and stuff and just really trying to attract that evil there and then they did and then they left and it just stayed there yeah i can i can totally see that because i mean that shed in the backyard i mean they were slaughtering you know yeah. rabbits and puppies and whatnot i mean come on yeah <laughs> who does that <laughs> yeah that's pretty messed up <laughs> yeah Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty intense. <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> that's very intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might want to turn on uh, <laughs> the TBN <laughs> today. <Yeah. laughs> Cast out all the demons. Go dig out my grandma's rosary. <laughs> <laughs> like, where did I put oh. that thing now? I was uh. kind of raised Catholic, but not like super hardcore catholic mm-hmm. we wouldn't go to like church every sunday but we'd go for like you know midnight mass on christmas and easter and that kind of thing so i kind of had that background growing up mm-hmm. but then it's also like when i became a teenager i did the whole like witch thing right so i have like mm-hmm. <laughs> like both extremes <laughs> nice i mean i think it's personally you know you got to find what speaks to you you know um to reference that podcast on uh, chris jericho's podcast that lady I mean, I'm of the belief of it's just like it's your own personal relationship mm-hmm. with whatever you believe is God. I mean, uh, you, you look at the Amazon; those people have never heard about Allah or you yeah. know Jesus or whatnot. Like, so what condemns them to hell is you know, so their God might be within nature or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, and it's it, to me, it's like whatever positive force is out there. So. That that's how I think it is, and then I also think too you have to familiar familiarize yourself with you know, you know the evil out there as well because it's almost like Star Wars. You know there has yeah. to be a balance out there, and you have to know, you know what's out there to protect yourself from that. Basically, I think it's funny too when people like are super religious but they don't believe in demons, but it's like mm. you can't have one without the other. No, I, I yeah. I, I, it's impossible, even just scientifically, you know, you know, magnets, how the fuck, <laughs> Yeah. you know, it's just going to be positive and negative <laughs> forces in that. Yeah. <laughs> was it ICP? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what I was referencing. <laughs> but yeah, it's exactly it. Like you have to have like the opposites of everything mm-hmm. there is. So, you know, if you, if you believe in like pure good and there's pure good, then there has to be pure evil out there. And then the oh, same yeah. thing, if you believe in, like, the evil and the demons, then you have to know that there is good, the good side out there as well. Correct, yeah. And whatever that is, I, I really don't have an explanation of, um, but I know for a fact it exists, just <laughs> by my own personal yeah. stories. I mean, I wish I had, like, a, a positive story to counteract that, like, freaking <laughs> the, the angel Michael came down with a... With a fucking 10 foot sword and slayed a dragon in front of me but I, I don't have that but 
um, my grandma was a really awesome person. <laughs> she was a sweetheart. So, I mean, that's the only thing I could tell you on the other spectrum of it. Did you ever have, like, anything that, like, lingered after you, like, left the house? Like, nothing sort of latched on to you or just kind of stayed at the house? I want to say no, but, I mean, it's maybe one of those things where maybe it's my mind still attached to that. Because uh, I moved out probably at that house when I was, like, 22 after I graduated college. And it was about that time, I want to say, that the first Paranormal Activity uh, movie came out. And, at, you know, as, you know, any 22-year-old is going to do, you know, hey, we're going to watch that shit. And so my friend, you know, brought it over, like, on a bootleg, um, I want to say. And we were watching it in my living room in my apartment. Now, my apartment was upstairs. So we kept hearing, you know, things, you know, going up and down the stairs and then running to the window and not seeing anything. But who was to say, you know, that wasn't a cat or there was raccoons in the area. So... I don't know, maybe it was that, or, you know, maybe it was the neighbor next door just really quick on his feet getting into his home or whatnot, but, um, yeah, there was weird stuff like that for a while, and, you know, you would see, you know, things in the window at night that, you know, not like Mothman or anything, but, like, <laughs> just weird shapes and stuff, but... Well, I no, I mean too that like you know if you're in a place where there is so much of that negative energy and everything that it probably you know you do pick some of it up on you. Mm -hmm. you know, it's... Yeah, <laughs> definitely like a residue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then again too, like you know to reference that podcast again, if you exude a lot of you know positive energy, you know it's basically gonna starve you know the negative energy. Mm. So. I mean, I'm not. To, I'm not gonna be out here saying that I'm a hippie and I'm like, <laughs> you know, peace and love, bro. But like, I kind of have like this attitude now where it's just like, I'm kind of notorious for it. Where it's just like things don't really scare me. You mm -hmm. know, I kind of have like this. I don't want to call it cold-blooded mentality, but, but I think I'm more afraid to ask out a girl. Like my girlfriend, <laughs> like she asked me out. I didn't ask her out. You know, that's the only thing I'm really afraid of. And of course, if there was like a you know a lion, you know, walking down the street. <laughs> You know, I'd be afraid yeah. of that. But, like, things and situations don't really scare me anymore. And if, you know, I don't give that energy, you know, what it feeds off of, you know, it's basically going to starve itself. Yeah. So, you know, like, scary movies, you know, The Exorcist made me laugh. Um, <laughs> it, um, you know, I listen to a lot of, you know, you know, black metal, heavy metal, <laughs> dark, you know, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of that stuff. And it's just, it's more humorous to me than anything. So yeah. I feel like, too, like, if you give the evil energy what it wants, you know, which is which is your fear, yeah. you know, then then it can it can continue to dwell. But I don't give it that, you know. So I feel like if there was residue, it, it kind of died, you know. Yeah. I don't. It's like the end of the first Nightmare on Elm Street where she turns her back on Freddy and doesn't give mm -hmm. him the power. <laughs> exactly exactly and i bet you anything what you know when wes craven was <laughs> was writing that that's probably what you know he was using as a reference you mm -hmm. know to see a lot of that like i don't know if you saw the movie uh the nun yeah but a lot of that has to do with like hoska castle you know and mm -hmm. you know conjuring up spirits and whatnot you know creating portals to hell and not so very possible yeah it makes sense <laughs> yeah 
Well, I'm glad you got to tell your demon story again. <laughs> I'm glad. Yes, thank you. I'm glad I wasn't judged for it this time too. I didn't get a side eye or anything. Oh I'm no! Like, oh god! <laughs> yeah, you got to tell it yeah. to someone new who hadn't heard it before. <laughs> exactly. So you mentioned your podcast. What is that, and where can people find you? Oh yes, so my podcast is Art and Jacob Do America. Um, basically, the way I like to explain our podcast is it's a road trip between. One and a half Mexicans, um, you know, explaining everything from conspiracy theories, sports, politics, um, to paranormal um, things just like this podcast. So it's a cornucopia of topics. Um, You know, we will pick a topic, we'll research it, and we'll come back and give our thoughts on it. So uh, check us out on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, anywhere you download your podcast except for Stitcher because they asked for a social security number right. and I'm not trying to have that stuff out there on a dark web so we're not on Stitcher that's the only place we're not on but that's we're on great. YouTube <laughs> yeah yeah I was like what you- Apple didn't even ask me for yeah. that I didn't do that shit so fuck that um, but yeah we're also on YouTube I just recently started you know doing videos for that so you can check us out and all of our you know Mexicanish glory <laughs> and um yeah that's pretty much it and all social media is at art and jacob do america so check us out there and hey listen keep, subscribe to this podcast as well the podcast <laughs> i was listening to it uh last night as well as i was you know cleaning up the house and you got a good thing going on here as well so oh, thank you <laughs> oh you're welcome my fun little quirky part of the internet <laughs> <laughs> What I love about your podcast, too, is you're super Canadian. And I have a bunch of Canadian (laughs) relatives, and I love that Canadian accent. It's just so, like, it reminds me of my grandma because she's from Newfoundland. Oh, nice. Yeah, Yeah, they have thick accents. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But she's the only one that's from Newfoundland that doesn't have, like, the thick accent. She kind of has, like, your accent, like, where it's just, like, they say, sorry, it's sorry. Sorry. Mine's almost (laughs) Minnesotan because, like, I'm about half hour north of Minnesota. So mm-hmm. it's pretty close to the, oh, don't you know, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Minnesota. I love it. Love it. Well, thanks for being on. It was fun. Um, I look forward Thank you. to having you back on if you have more wonderful tales to tell. <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, I do. <laughs> and- thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast apps. Just look for the podcast and as well the Podbelly Network. Check them out at podbelly.com on the internet for all your podcast needs and wants. And you can find my shop at shop.littlegeekloss.com with all my fun t-shirts as well as everything else, you know, for me at littlegeekloss.com on the internet. Check that out as well.